Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and let us pray. We thank you, Father, this morning. It's a great blessing as always to come before your presence, to hear your word, to receive wisdom, to receive knowledge, receive revelation, and receive understanding. Father, you want us to do well. You want to prosper us in this life. You want to cause things to work out well for us. And this morning, thank you that through your word, we will receive revelation, insight, understanding that will help us to do well and to experience your blessings in our lives and also to live meaningful lives. And I pray this morning that you speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. And I didn't ask you to sit down. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hey, I'm proud to do Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Well, this morning for a short time, I want to share the message of the Lord with us. I see you. And uh, the title of my sermon this morning is Wisdom for This Life. Wisdom for This Life. It's a one-off message. So if you think that you won't pay attention now, but you pay attention later on, Next week, I'm not preaching this message. Somebody say, I hear you. Alright. Now, wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. Is the ability to apply understanding. Experience. Common sense and insight. So that's what wisdom is. Should I define it again for you? Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge, understanding, experience. Common sense and insight. So that is what wisdom is. And I'm sharing with you wisdom for this life. Because as we live our lives under the sun, we need wisdom. So that we can live well. Can somebody say an amen to that? Amen. So wisdom for this life. This week, one of my old school mates from Preset put up a post on our year group WhatsApp page. And he titled it Life. How did he title it? Life. So he narrated how he took his car to the mechanics to fix a problem. And as he waited for them to solve the problem, he engaged one of the mechanics in a conversation. He 
he noticed that there were a lot of cars parked in the mechanics yard and these cars had been there for a long time so he was asking the mechanic whose cars now the guy started telling him story after story about the different cars and how come they are still there then he got to a small beautiful sports car and my mate asked what is the story behind this one and the gentleman told him that this car was brought to the yard by a rich man he left the car there and set off on a journey in his G wagon. Do you know G wagon? Mm-hmm. It's a very wild car. And he set off on a journey to Kumasi. But just before he got to Kumasi, he had a stroke. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but he fell into a coma and was rushed to the hospital. And this mate of mine was thinking about the fact that he came to drop off a car and took off on a journey somewhere. But did he know when he dropped off his car at the mechanics that that was the last time he was going to see that car? So this mate of mine commented about the transiency of life, the shortness, the brevity of life. Another mate of mine who knew this and the interesting thing is that as the mechanic was narrating the story he realized that he that is my mate actually knew the guy who came to drop the car. It so happened that he was another mate of ours. So somebody else on the platform picked up the story and also narrated what he knew. Now this mate of ours must have been a multi-millionaire. And he was into mining. When he died, he didn't leave a well. There were no records of his dealings that his family could count on to find out those who owed him and all of that. There was nothing. He had bank accounts that nobody had access to. And if you talk to people who work in the bank, they will tell you about a lot of accounts like that with a lot of money, but nobody has come to claim. This other mate of mine said he had machines, mining machines in the forest somewhere, but nobody knew exactly where they were. When his wife heard that he was in coma, she wanted to fly quickly to Kumasi to see him. Even the money to fly with was a problem. It sounds fantastic. So he died without a will. He died without... And you see, there are a lot of people like that. 
they are not very transparent about their things and ultimately at the end of the day it is the close family that suffers so this other mate of mine also commented life then he moved on and wrote something else that was not related to this first story. And that one too, he labeled it life. And he talked about how he met one of our mates from school begging on the streets. And when does mates of ours saw him he asked him for money because he was hungry but the problem with this mate of ours who was begging was that he had a drugs problem drugs he was into drugs mr man don't sit under my fan eh? otherwise you will end up where you don't want to end up. <laughs> Good to see you. He had a drugs problem. So our mate was afraid that if he gives him the money, he will go and buy drugs. So he took him to a food joint, bought food for him, and left some money with the owner that this my friend will be coming here for food so after that he sat in his car and drove off but as he was driving off he started thinking about life and he said something that I found very striking he said our mate has an addiction. And it was something that we have tried to help him out of many times. But it didn't really work. But his addiction was obvious so you could see. But my friend was saying that at a point he was thinking about it and he said many people have addictions. It's just that some of the addictions are not obvious. So he was feeling guilty that he, he, he couldn't put money in the hands of, of this mate of ours. Because he started thinking about himself. That I also have addictions. They talked about people's addictions like drinking. So your liver is spoiling. But you're still drinking. Some are addicted to sex. And there are many things. So as he thought about it, he, 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 so he posted on the page that, so what is this life about? What's this life about? Because you have one story of a rich man who dies suddenly and his riches couldn't really benefit his family much. So, so then it's like, what was the use of it? Then you meet a mate of yours who was very smart when we were in school, very intelligent. But he hasn't ended up well. So then it's like, why are things a certain way for some? And why does life? seem to play interesting games with us. And 
Do you understand the question that he was asking? But you know, when I reflected on these posts by my friends, it took my mind back to a book in the Bible written by King Solomon who is reputed to be the wisest man who ever lived. He wrote a book in the Bible called the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of how many have heard of the book of Ecclesiastes before? It's not the name of a bag. It's a book in the Bible. He wrote this book in his old age. And if you read many of the things that he wrote, it sounded like somebody who was very depressed. Somebody was disillusioned with life. I want to take us through some of the things that he wrote. And then as we proceed, you will understand the title of today's sermon. So let's start off with Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And I'm going to read quite a number of scriptures. So please pay attention. As the person sitting by you, are you ready to hear words of wisdom? Then check out and see whether your person is alert and ready to receive your neighbor. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. The words of the preacher. The son of David. King in Jerusalem. What did he say? Vanity of vanities, said the preacher. Vanity of vanities, he repeated for emphasis. Then he said, all is vanity. This same verse from the New Living Translation. It says, these are the words of the teacher, King David's son. Who ruled in Jerusalem. Everything is meaningless. Everything is what? Meaningless. I want you. Eh? Eh? It's okay. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher. Completely meaningless. In fact, when you go through the book of Ecclesiastes, this word vanity is used 28 times. And it is translated from a Hebrew word, Habel. Which means emptiness. Unsatisfactory. Meaningless. Useless. And in different portions of the book of Ecclesiastes, he picks different issues relating to this life. And for all those issues, he concluded vanity. Meaningless. Useless. Emptiness. So he talks about wisdom. Then he talks about foolishness. Then he talks about pleasure. 
He discusses work, work. Then he talks about the injustices of life. He discusses political power. He talks about wealth. He talks about the righteous and the wicked. And ladies and gentlemen, for all of these issues pertaining to this life, he used one adjective to describe them all. He said they are all useless. Let's read more. All from the New Living Translation of the Bible. New Living Translation. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 12 to 14. I want you to really listen and pay attention to what I'm saying. Huh? I, the teacher, was king of Israel. And I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding. And to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. That means everything that happens on this earth. He continues and says, I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun. And really, it is all meaningless. Then look at how he describes it further. Like chasing the wind. Can you imagine somebody who sets out to chase the wind? How are you going to catch the wind? At what point will you catch it? So he's describing a lot of the things that we pursue on this earth. He compares that to chasing the wind. Which means useless. Are you depressed already? <laughs> it's the word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 1. I said to myself, Come on. Everybody say, Come on. He said, Come on. Let's try pleasure. And to borrow Pastor James' term, let's enjoy Joy. Let's do what? He said, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. What are some of the good things in life that we, 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 we enjoy? Money. Cars. House. Marriage. Food. Clothing, shoes, traveling. So, what the preacher is saying is that he told himself that I will enjoy everything that gives pleasure. I'm going to try it out. He concludes and says, But I found that this too was meaningless. Meaningless. You eat and eat and eat and eat. What did this? Then what? You have a lot of cars. What cars be? Then what? Or you built 
a huge house with plenty rooms. When you were building the house, you were thinking of your children. But because you have a lot of them children. Or children. Or Charles. <laughs> now, they have grown. They have flown the coop. They've left the house. Now, it's left with you and your wife in a 10 bedroom house each room is self contained each room is fully nyanya there are 10 rooms but you can only use one there are beautiful beds in all the rooms. But every night you can sleep on only one. One of the things I promise myself is that if by the grace of God I build another house, I will never build a story building. Because the house that I live in is a story building. Of late, when I'm climbing up, <laughs> I feel it here. And I put the master bedroom, the biggest room of all, up. In the dance, was like a sepa a woman or demo no bad children or the coso. The time will come. I can't climb up. So the small room that I built downstairs. Will now become the master bedroom. How many think it is meaningless? Meaningless. Like this mate of mine who died on his way to Kumasi. I say, and this is according to the report of my other mate, he was a multi millionaire. He died suddenly. Hmm. And his money, his wealth, Japan. who did it pass on to? Hmm. Are you understanding what the Spirit of God is trying to get you to understand today? I apologize if I have depressed you. <laughs> But you see, life requires a lot of reflection. I haven't finished depressing you. Let me do some more. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10. To 11. He says, Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. You see it there again. He said, I even found great pleasure in hard work. A reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anyway. 
So sometimes you can expand your life working, 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 no rest. Only to sit back one day and look at everything. And you ask yourself, what is it all about? Because sometimes you work so hard, you cannot even relax and enjoy of the fruit of your labor. Ecclesiastes 2, 18 to 19. He says, I came to hate all my hard work here on earth. Then this is the painful one. For I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successes will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill. And my hard work under the sun. How meaningless. So you have struggled, sir. And you, you want to leave an inheritance for your children's children because the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But do you know that there are people who start businesses, make a lot of money, pass on to their children and the business collapse? Even with churches, you see, Many churches, when the founders die, the church is never the same again. How many can understand what I'm talking about? Because sometimes you work so hard, you, you, you don't even have time to take of what you have and enjoy it because you are always thinking about your children about your future and all of it. tell your neighbor God is saying something to us Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 4 he says then I observe that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless. Like chasing the wind. Now what the preacher is saying here is that often the reason why people want to be successful is because they are envious of their neighbors. So your neighbor has had a certain type of wedding. So you want to have some. And it doesn't occur to you that where you are coming from if you follow this one you'll be broke for the rest of your life. There are people who are going to school, going to school, going to school. And it is out of envy. No, 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 I'm serious. Because they are looking at somebody who has finish the first degree that's where we are and has done the masters. Why, why, why the masters and it's like me too <laughs> I must do my <laughs> masters <laughs> then the next time you hear that the person has done his PhD <laughs> and it's like me too <laughs> I must do my PhD <laughs> I tell you something my friend <laughs> a lot of the things that people pursue in this <laughs> life <laughs> it is out of envy <laughs> You see it even with churches. You see that one church has this. So you want to have some. 
And whatever you have to do to have what this other church has. You are prepared to do it. A lot of things are done out of envy. And Solomon is explaining that it is meaningless. When I was in primary school, there was a, a song that we used to march to our classroom with. Do they still do assembly in the schools? Wow. It's a song that goes like this. F. Life in this world is a great struggle. For both the young and old And even those who have great riches Have troubles of their own Rich men envy Poor men Poor men envy the rich Therefore what is the sense in envy Your neighbor Second verse The one like it's as good as mine. Try to develop sin. And I am sure there is nobody who does not have his own. And I like this one. Trouble starts when painters try to be prime ministers. Whilst in truth, they are sure they were not made for. It's a song I've never forgotten. And I'm quite fascinated that quite a number of you know them. It's amazing. But there's a line that says, Rich men envy poor men. And poor men envy the rich. Therefore, what is the sense in envying your neighbor? The rich man envies you, the poor man. The poor man. Because when you lie down to sleep, you sleep. I am amazed at the places where people sleep at. And when they sleep, they sleep. Then the rich man who is lying on, what's the latest type of mattress? Lying on a waterbed. A waterbed is not foam (laughs) that is inside the casing. It is water. As to the purpose of it, I don't know. It's supposed to be massaging your body. <laughs> With all your water bed, you can't sleep. Sometimes they say when you can't sleep, just start counting sheep. One sheep, two sheep, three sheep, four sheep. You count at the point, you'll be tired of counting and then the sleep will come. Or... You look for the books of the Bible that are a bit more difficult to understand. (laughs) Obadiah and and Co. (laughs) Then as you read them, you sleep. Sometimes people do everything that they can. So rich men envy the poor. And as for the poor, the way we envy the rich, if I was rich if I had money the things I'll eat the things I'll eat but I'll tell you something a time will come when the doctors will tell you don't eat this. Anyway, don't eat this. Anyway, don't eat that. Anyway, and it's usually at the time when you can afford it. Now that you can afford it, they say don't eat. When you couldn't afford it, 
when you didn't have any problems because your entropy and your level of activity is so great that whatever you eat very soon the calories will burn out but now a time comes it's like don't eat this don't drink this so Solomon's analysis of it is is what? meaningless should I depress you some more? Let's close. I observed Ecclesiastes 4, 7 to 8. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone. Without a child or a brother. Yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asked himself. Who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's also meaningless and depressing. Ecclesiastes 6 verse 2 God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things they die and someone else even a stranger ends up enjoying their wealth this is meaningless and after this one, he adds a sickening tragedy. Ecclesiastes 7, 15 to 17. I have seen everything in this meaningless life. Including the death of good young people. And the long life of wicked people. So don't be too good. Don't be too wise. Why destroy yourself? On the other hand, don't be too wicked either. Don't be a fool. Why die before your time? The Bible is explaining that too much goodness can become a problem. Too much badness can also become a problem. So balance. Ecclesiastes 8.14 And this is not all that is meaningless in our world. In this life, good people are often treated as though they were wicked. And wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is meaningless. Ecclesiastes 12.8 We are, we are there. So then he says again, everything is meaningless, says the teacher. Completely meaningless. But after writing all this depressing stuff, he concludes with this statement. And this is where you find the wisdom for this life. He says... King James Version, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. That's it. No, no, no. And the New Living Translation says, that's the whole story. And the New Living Translation so here now, my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands for this is everyone's duty. It is as though he's saying here and this is the wisdom for life that the only thing that is not meaningless that is not vanity is fearing God and obeying his commands. Because everything else that he wrote about, he said it's meaningless. It's useless. But then he concludes with this statement. And for this he did not say it is useless. He did not say it is meaningless. He says fear God and obey his commands. To fear God has a sense of being afraid of God. His power to make you or to break you. 
But beyond that, to fear God means to revere Him. It means to honor Him. To respect Him. To acknowledge Him. To serve Him. That is not meaningless. And that is not useless. Oh yeah, there may be times, for example, when you tell yourself that serving God is useless. As some people said to God in the book of Malachi. But God said it is not useless. That a time will come, there will be a clear difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't serve. So the preacher in his wisdom says that what you must devote yourself to is serving God. Revering him. Living for him. So true last song, live for Jesus. That's all that matters. Then he says, obey his commands. Do everything that you can to obey what God says. And God has summarized his commandments with two major instructions. You recall in Matthew 22 when somebody asked him, what are the great, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And then Jesus said, there's a second one, which is like the first one, which is love your neighbor as yourself. These two commandments, they summarize everything that God wants us to do. To love him. And to love one another. And if you love me, you'll be patient with me. You'll be kind to me. You'll not treat me wrongly. You will forgive me. You believe the best in me. That's what love is. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the wisdom for this life. So I conclude by saying this. I know you have dreams. My advice to you is dream on. I know that there are things you want in this life. My advice to you is pursue them. There are places you want to get to in life. My advice to you is go for it. Because God is not against you prospering. God is not against you amounting to somebody great in this life. He ain't got no problem with any of them. But in all of that, remember the words of the preacher. That when all is said and done, all the different things pertaining to life under the sun is useless. It's meaningless. Only thing that matters that makes sense loving God fearing him serving him giving him your energies giving him your time giving him your money the other day I had some people taking on one of the senior pastors in the land that they had gone to say somewhere that is advising people if they don't have family or whatever if they want to leave an inheritance they should leave it to the <laughs> church it was not easy for him <laughs> he was saying something but I don't think people understood what he was saying the interpretation of it was once again the church is demonstrating greed <laughs> but ask yourself what people do with the money they have there are some people who in 2024 they will be vying for the presidency of the republic of ghana and they are going to pump a lot of money into that. and you and I don't need a prophetic ministry <laughs> to be able to say in all confidence that this guy 
will never be president. Nobody will ever vote for him. And I know people like that for the past three or four elections. They have stood. Even one percent. They didn't get. They are pumping a lot of money. Useless. So why do you have a problem with somebody who is supporting the kingdom of God? Now I understand that a lot of excesses have occurred in relation to the church. And I admit it. There's a lot of exploitation. A lot of manipulation of people to bring their money to the church. But the fact that bad things have happened does not mean that funding and supporting the kingdom of God is an evil thing. Because at the end of the day, you will discover like the preacher discovers that virtually everything under the sun is meaningless. The only thing that makes sense is God serving him living for him giving him your time giving him your energy giving him your resources today you don't believe it but I guarantee you a day will come you will open your mouth and say I thought it wasn't true but now I know that it is true may God give you wisdom for this rise to your feet and let us pray Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.